0: everybody. I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself. Stop forcing people to do this. Stop. He doesn't want to wear that flag on his jersey because he doesn't want to. He doesn't believe in it. He supports you, though. See, this is what's wrong with the community. This is why I don't want to be part of that community I don't even want to wear that flag me I don't even want to I never wanted to I never did okay stop I thought y'all didn't like culty shit isn't that culty to make people wear something that you believe in and they don't like why can't he just play hockey what's the problem y'all are
1: embarrassing embarrassing Welcome back. This is episode 17 of Waking Up With Mel. I am still getting over my head cold, so I sound a little strange, but bear with me. We will get through this podcast and have some fun while we're doing it. That what right there, I'm going to put his Instagram handle where I got that off of. His name is Conservative Ant on Instagram. Anthony, R-A-I is his name. And he is absolutely amazing. He is a proud gay conservative Um And he's just awesome. And so I wanted to start with him because he makes a whole lot of sense in in his latest post. If you haven't noticed, the world's being uh, bombarded with this attack on our children's sexuality. And he nails it. Um, Not even him. It was another... Actually, let me find it and I'll let you guys just hear it. Because I, as a straight person, don't really like to talk about the gay community because I don't really want to start that type of uh, war. You know, I have plenty of people in my family that are gay and it's their sexuality. And it, it really, to me, doesn't matter what people do in their bedroom. At the end of the day, our lives are between God and that's it. And so, you know, if you feel like you can go to God with your life, then you go to God with your life and, and work with God and God will work with you. And you, that's just the, all there is to it. Um, and so I'm going to, before I, go off on my next tangent, I'm going to play you this clip that I feel is really important because when I go to my daughter's school, I see the LGBTQ plus whatever else they're trying to add to it. Now they're trying to add pedophiles in this group, which that should really piss the gay community off. And I'm seeing it is actually, um, That's what I was going to play you guys next is from this other page on Instagram. I'll share both the handles. But what the guy says and what I'm going to play you is every teacher that has that flag hanging up should be arrested because they're pushing their sexuality in school. And that's not okay. You know, like I remember moving to New Mexico from Idaho, which is a pretty conservative state and the first time the gay flag, the gay flag, the gay pride parade shut down My shop, and I was thinking so many things. Like, isn't pride? You shouldn't be prideful of anything. Like God God says to be humble, not prideful. And then, not only that, what? Why? Why are we dancing around half naked in the street, being prideful about our like? You know, I could see we got to a point where it was like women couldn't vote and then we could vote. But like, do we have parades every year? Yay, women, we can vote. Women, pride. No. Like, I am so glad that gay people aren't shunned into what they used to call closets anymore. That's ridiculous. And I'm so happy that we are moved past that in our lives. But to the point, we got to the far extreme where it's like, now you all need to not only be accepting, which they should be, but now we're going to just push it in your freaking face and in your kid's face and things like that. And if you didn't listen to my Kinsley episode, he, his institute was basically a pedophile institute still ran to this day, 75 years later, pushing this pedophile agenda in our schools. And, and they've got a lot of institutions right now pushing pedophilia in our schools. And I often wonder how the freak we got here. And then I read the Bible. And that's kind of what I want to share with you guys today after I share this clip is some passages I've read recently that just really shook me raw and been like, wow, nothing new guys, nothing new under the sun, but one thing they didn't teach us is our power. And so we're going to talk about that today. I think it's important. So first another clip from another awesome person on Instagram sharing truth, trying to get the point across. And these are all coming from people that live a gay lifestyle. Okay, so this page is called Gays Against Groomers. I'm actually going to play you a couple clips off of this page. Here's the first one.
2: Every teacher that has a pride flag in their classroom should be fired and arrested. The gay flag is a sexual flag. It represents nothing other than sexual things. Gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and questioning. What business is it of anyone on this board of what children would like to do with other children? It is none of your business. It is between them and their parents. But however, you guys wanna illegally survey your students. My name is Frank Rodriguez. I'm the Executive Director of Operations for Gays Against Groomers. I'm a 31-year-old gay man pushing back against the agenda that's happening within our classrooms. Keeping parents away from this discussion is absolutely severing the relationship between a child and their parent. My community is not discriminated against anymore shockingly enough we succeeded now you're sending out surveys that's asking students what their gender is what their pronouns are and whether or not you should be telling their parents could you imagine if my son or one of yours went to school and said hey i'm gay and you never knew all of you up here are pretty intelligent you have doctorate degrees you're educated and you lead this district But yet, you turn a blind eye with the sexual things that happen in your classroom. I refuse to believe that any of you think that that's appropriate. Because if you think that that is appropriate, you would be a predator. There's images that are going to be displayed today for you to see of a child sucking another child off. And that's in your classrooms. I shake because it makes me uncomfortable to even utter those words to you. This is nothing about inclusion. It is nothing about respect to my community. I say with you with 100% truth, according to the Center of Disease Control, that the reason my community faces such issues in this world has absolutely nothing to do with the straight people on this planet, it has everything to do with the drugs that we digest, it has everything to do with our access to health care. The number one reason my community has so many mental health issues is because they don't have access to health care, And that's, the, that's directly from the CDC. It's not slurs, it's not gay bashing. We don't have access to therapy. If you really wanna help the LGBTQ community to feel really accepted in this world, embrace that people have mental health issues and they should seek help. Having a classroom without the American flag in it is a disgrace to this country. If this country wasn't here, millions of people around the world would perish. And that flag, this flag, should be held high by every single student.
1: Somebody says this flag, he means the American flag, just to be clear there. Um, and that was a I believe at a school board meeting and he's he's trying to fight to get these flags removed. And you know, it's it's taken people a lot to to get here. And I think a lot of people have wanted to keep their mouth shut because they don't want to hurt people's feelings. And I think a lot of people after twenty twenty just stopped giving a rip about what people thought of them and just start speaking their truth which they should as long as it's coming from love and i'm talking biblical love you're not doing it to be like i'm better than you because we all have a plank in our own eye and i think a p- lot of people um use you know homosexuality as the only sin in the bible but you know what adultery is a sin lying's a sin you know all these things that everybody does so And we all live in sin and we're all in need of a savior. And that's what Jesus is about. And when I read these first few books, I've been reading this book and it's called the book of um, Adam and Eve. And then now I'm reading one called the cave of treasures. And it just talks about what happened after Adam and Eve fell from the garden. And I never really realized how far separated from God just they became, but from them to no, to now, to us. But nothing new is under the sun. Like this depravity has been happening since the Old Testament, since Genesis. And as a matter of fact, when it says the days of Noah, there were giants in those days. And it says in the Bible, and also afterwards. So I truly believe we don't know. We're not even close to the, I think we're at the end of days, but not the end of time. Uh, I believe we have a while for that. So I also want to mention that Anthony, the guy who I o- opened up this podcast with, he was talking about um, this week, let's just talk about this week, an NHL uh, player did not want to wear a flag, a gay flag, because he's not gay, didn't want to wear it on his jersey. He says it's against his religion. And he got flack from the major news networks, which we know are satanically run. And uh, his jersey sold out the next day and many gay conservatives started speaking up like this is BS, you know? So that's what his was about. And then this was about how they're pushing it in schools, right? So it goes from the sports to schools. Like they want your child to be confused about their sexuality. And it's like the younger they can get them, the better because it's the spiritual war. People do not understand this is a spiritual war war. And why is it a spiritual war? We are going to talk about that right after this next clip.
0: I've said it before and I'll say it again. Pedophile is not a sexual orientation. This couple distributed images, graphic images with their adoptive children. Distributed on apps like Grindr, a popular gay men's app that our schools are trying to encourage people to use. These two used in order to fulfill some sort of sexual satisfaction by distributing images of them with their children unsolicited. Abusers will do anything to hide the abuse, including tell their own children that what happens in our home stays in our home. Well, thankfully for these children, they didn't stay in the home. They have been removed. The two have been arrested and charged. Gays Against Groomers is an organization dedicated to fighting the sexualization of children being done in the name of LGBTQ. Children cannot consent. Children are not sexual. They do not understand these concepts.
1: But according to Kinsley and his institute, children are sexual from birth. And that's another thing they're trying to push right now. And I've been thinking so much about this because I told you before in a podcast that I worked at elementary school and the second grader was being groomed, who was a male to be a female. And they had changed his name, let his hair grow out, dressed him in female clothes. All the other kids called him by a female name. And by the time this kid was in sixth grade, it was liking girls. So basically they were making a lesbian, I guess, I don't know. But I also was like, why, like looking at this now through, you know, years later, I'm like, that should have been child abuse. It is wrong because second graders don't even know what color they like, what animal they like. They, they pretend all the time they're imagining. And so, yeah, if you want to dress up like a girl for a day or whatever, like, okay, you have female tendencies. Okay, whatever. But don't groom your child to be like, okay, we're going to change your name and we're going to make everybody else call you and make your fairy tale be everybody's fairy tale. That's just not reality. It's not the truth, you know? And it, w- <sighs> this topic really gets to me because I have two children and I see the attack on my oldest daughter already. Her, you know, the... It's, she's at the puberty age 14 and that's when you you're questioning everything and now you're now they don't even know if they're a she or he it's a they, them or whatever some kids are being cats I'm being told like what is happening so I feel like the whole world fills me on that like what is happening well I'll tell you what's happening Satan's trying to take over our kids and we have to stand up and the time is right now and this great awakening that we are in is the biggest most hardest blessing that we have all had to walk through together hand in hand you know, there's been so many people on each side and there will be a time where we will come through together and hopefully be able to fix the mess that we created, especially with the health that those shots are doing. And I thought I was going to be done with this groomer page, uh, Gays Against Groomers, but I have one more clip I want to play you uh, about what they're doing in schools because this is as of now. So that last guy, he was talking about this couple um, that just got arrested this week. So this is also in the news this week. And they were two gay parents that adopted two boys and were molesting them and, and abusing them horribly, and you know that's another way pedophiles are getting away with this stuff. Like, it's just it's it's out of control and it needs to stop. Um, so this last clip, it's this is called the Rainbow. We just came across Here, I'll let her tell you. Ready?
2: It's called the Rainbow Room. The Rainbow Room travels all around the country. Partnering with teachers and schools to teach children about sexual acts simulated with certain props, if you will. Let me show you.
1: Okay. Hold on. Basically the whole Let thing. me shut her up for a sec. Um, okay, so basically, she's going to show you a bunch of kids in a room learning uh, with these weird cards about uh, just they don't need to learn about. It's basically teaching your kid porn. They have dildos in their hands and everything. It's just absolutely insane. And this is in a public school. So I'm not going to play the whole clip, but just be know that this rainbow room, they're after your kids. They're funded through Planned Parenthood, which is another just beast system, you know, bail, sacrifice kid system mentality. Uh I really can't wait till the once compassionate woman, as Clint Clements used to say, w- wakes up and realizes that the horrific way babies die at abortion. Once I realized that, I would never support an abortion again. I would never support a human being, I don't care how big or small or tall, being ripped limb by limb apart until their death. No, I don't care if they can't talk. It's like people have more love for animals than they do human beings sometimes, and it just blows my mind. All right, so if we've been alive ever... We've heard the story of Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve ate a fruit. According to this book I just read, it was like a fig and it made them get kicked out of the garden. Well, have you ever thought of what it was like for them to be kicked out of the garden? These two were a wreck. And the I'm going to admit this. The first time I read this book, which was probably five, six years ago, I was annoyed with them at reading it. I was like, "Oh my gosh, it was such sissies. Ugh, like I always wanting to kill themselves. But this time around i I saw it through eyes differently. I saw it through eyes of them, and like I had so much just like sadness that came over me. but also, I've been kicking this book around in my head for the last two weeks because so many things are like, "Wow, we've come so far." from that to this to what we're at now. And so let's read about that real quick. Before we get started on anything spiritual, let's talk about that real quick, because I think a lot of people think there's a God and a Satan. And like, they don't, they don't really put like the personalities of the two together and they don't real not, not like they're together but like they don't understand the personality of satan they don't understand the personality of god and so uh, this book really helps you understand that and it also helps you understand the attack and why satan hates us so much and you also have to understand that satan wasn't the serpent satan indwelled in the like spiritually took over the serpent and Satan is a spiritual being, right? He was an angel that was cast out of heaven, according to all the books and, um, him and a bunch of others. It says a third of the angels were cast down. So there's a lot of, a lot of demons, but not only that, some of those demons decided to mate with humans, which caused what they say, evil spirits in the world. And they are after us. And, It's, I think, very important to understand the character of God and Satan. And this book really helps you understand that. Okay, first thing I want to say is Satan's biggest lie, I feel like still to this day, being a former yoga teacher, is you can be or you are going to be like God. And I just have news for you. you. None of you are gods, okay? You can't ever get good enough to be God. But God loves you so much that he wants to... Live inside of you and give you his holy power, which you can have through Jesus. And this book will explain Jesus in such a good way. Okay, again, this book is called Book of Adam and Eve. R. H. Charles is the, uh, says Illustrated Edition. R. H. Charles is what it says on my cover here. Um, so Adam and Eve are having a rough time and it's the first evening and you guys have to realize they had never seen darkness like darkness because God is light and he was with them constantly. So even when it was night outside, it wasn't dark. And that's I feel like that also explains why God first separated the night, the light from the darkness and then created the sun and the moon because it was, those are two very different things. And I also feel like the school system has taken the Bibles out of schools because then they can teach lies way easier. And look at how far we got since Bibles have been taken out of schools. Now we're over here teaching homosexuality in schools when like back then kids <laughs> couldn't even admit they were, it's like we've just flipped it a thousand degrees and it just needs to go find a nice pendulum, you know, a nice, where people can just be respectful to people for their lives and just realize they got their own problems and quit being jerks to everybody. So it says, um, the Lord said to Adam and Eve, you had transgressed your own free will until you came out of the garden, which I had placed you. Of your own free will, you have transgressed through your desire for divinity, greatness, and exalted state, such as I have, so that I deprived you of the bright nature in which you were therein. I made you come out of the garden to this land rough and full of trouble. If only you had not transgressed my commandment and kept my law and had not eaten of the fruit of the tree near which I told you not to come. And there were there fruit trees in the garden better than that one. But the wicked Satan, who continued not in his first state, nor kept his faith in whom was good intent towards me, and who, th- who though I had created him, yet seen me not, and sought to be the Godhead, so that I hurled him down from heaven, he it is who made the tree appear pleasant in your eyes, until you ate of it by hearkening to him. Thus you have transgressed my commandment, and therefore I have brought you upon I therefore I have brought upon you all these sorrows for I am God, the creator who, when I created my creatures did not intend to destroy them. But after they have sorely aroused my anger, I punished them with grievous plagues until they repent. But if on the contrary, they don't, they still continue to harden their transgressions. They shall be under a curse forever. And so it goes on a little further. And I just found this when I first read it, to literally make me cry. Um, so it's it's a few chapters down, and it says, "For I made thee of light, and I willed to bring out children of light from thee unto like you." But it says thee, but I'm gonna not say the these anymore. But thou did not keep, uh, but thou did not keep one day commandment until I had finished the creation and blessed it. Then I commanded you concerning the tree that you shall not eat thereof. Yet I knew that Satan who deceived himself would also deceive you. So I made known to you by the means of the tree, not to come near him. And I told you not to eat of the fruit of the tree, nor to taste of it, nor yet to sin under it, nor yet to yield to it. Had I not spoken to you, O Adam concerning the tree, had I left you without a commandment and you had sinned, it would have been an offense on my part for not having given you any order that you would turn around and blame me for it but i commanded you and i warned you and you did fall so that my creatures my creature my creatures cannot blame me but the blame rests on them alone and i see that all the time people blame god for this for that and it's like no your life rests on you your choices your your choice to believe that God's real or not it truly rests on each create created person and God created each of us unless you're created in a lab which who you probably don't have a soul in that case uh not from God anyway and that's scary so all of that God talking to Adam that whole time was because it was dark and Adam and Eve were freaking out and they had never seen darkness like that and they were like this sucks. And the other night I was laying in bed and I couldn't see my hand in front of my face because it was that dark in my room. And I thought, gosh, could you imagine seeing darkness for the first time? Because we are all made of light. And I, I'm going to tell you a story real quick before I keep going. Um, this one time my whole life I have done, oh, not now, but when my younger years I did probably every drug there was, I did cocaine. I did I'm not trying to run for president or anything here. I'm just admitting what I did in my twenties and I'm not proud of it and I don't recommend it, but I did. I, I tried acid. I tried mushrooms. I tried ecstasy, um, smoke pot. still don't think much is wrong with pot Me and God are working through that. Um, drink alcohol it was a time where I was a drunk where I literally would drink to black out. Um, that was in my 21s as well and all I can say is I've come a long way, baby, <laughs> but a big, huge spiritual change started for me in 2019. I believe I gave my life back to God in 20. My daughter was born in 2008. 9, 10, 11. I want to say 11, 12 ish. I gave my life back to Christ. I was rebaptized in about 2016. Um, I remember, just really, you know, music started changing. Everything starts to change slowly for me in my life. Still is to this day. I, I, I do not live on perfection. I do not try to. I, but I do try to live better each day. And um, this particular t- day, and the reason I'm telling you this is getting to that whole light thing, is I you can when, the closer you get to God, the more light you can feel coming inside of you. And I physically felt this one day. And I want to feel it again all the time. And so I'm working through some stuff that I think is holding me back to get there. And, um, it's personal and choice. It's a choice, you know, <laughs> a daily choice. So I went to this conference, it was in Florida with this lady. Her name is Kat Kerr. My mom loves her. I think she's cool, but I don't believe we got a few, I've got a few hangups with some of the things she says, but it's fine for all in all. She's, she's got a good soul, good heart, comes from a good family. And I think she has, you know, the best intentions in, in her you know, mind, heart, and soul. So we're at this conference. Um, they called it a wonder woman conference. And so it's just a bunch of women there. And it, it's the beginning. Like she's not even there. Like the cat's not even there. And we're all just worshiping and we're praying. And you know, women are falling on their faces, just like giving, like just crying to God. And uh, I was just going around just very joyful, just laying hands on women and just genuinely just praying for them. And, um, you know, the ones that were falling over and stuff and just like raising my hands and just praying. And then all of a sudden I get hit with the fire of God and I didn't know what it was. And I was like, it felt like a hot flash that wouldn't go away, like burning up, sweating. And so I had to sit down and I was like, mom, what's going on? And she knows all about this stuff because my mom's been a Christian and getting more and more personal relationship with God, getting away from religion as she's gotten older. And it's really cool to see. And she's such a spiritual, uh, light in my life. And so, and so that's one of the reasons I wanted to go to Kat Kerr. It wasn't cause I really liked her. It was cause my mom did. And I, so I was like, Oh, and I started to fall in love with her as I went to these conferences. And so this conference was the first one. My mom and I ended up going to three in total. The last one we went to is 2019. So this must've been 2017, 2000. Yeah. 17. Okay. So yeah, it was 2017 and a uh, cat, you know, she had prophesied before Trump was the president that he was going to be the president and prophesized a few other things that I was like, Oh, okay. She, her prophecies are coming to true. I am going to put some, some stock into her because she's not just lying here. Like her prophecies are coming true. And so this conference, I get filled up with that fire and I just feel literally light like I can't even explain it except for like a light is shining. Like I have a flashlight inside of me and it's shining outward. And, um, my friend lives in the same town that her conference was in. And my friend was from Albuquerque where I, where I live and she's lived there for many years now. So anytime I go to Florida, I call her and I'm like, Hey, and so I called her and I'm like, Hey, and she asked if I'd come pick her up, and I was like, "Sure." And so I went to go pick her up, and she was at a bar with her boyfriend and another guy. And when they walked out of the bar, and again, I have nothing against bars. Like, you know, I drink, I've done my thing. I'm not like sitting here trying to sin sniff people. Like, I got my own sins. And she and her boyfriend and the guy walks out, and they pull up, walk to the driver's side of the van I was driving. It was a rental van, and she says, "Oh my god, all of them." They said, "You're you're glowing." They could see what I felt with their eyes that was, and they were drunk and it was amazing. I wouldn't say drunk, drunk, but they were, you know, been drinking and we got back to the house and she asked if I wanted a beer or I wanted to smoke um, some pot and I was just like, no, I really don't like, I don't want this high I feel from God to go away And, you know, the years went by and the, I did drink again and smoked again. And I was just like, I always think I want that high. I'm chasing the wrong high here. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I can't believe I'm sharing this publicly, but it's the truth. Uh, And I just know the more you give your life to God and the more you just turn from our ways to his ways, the more we're going to get that. And, you know, we each have our own journey to do that. And I'm not seeking, like I said, to be a perfect human. I'm just seeking to find the light of God and to live in it because it's an awesome feeling. It's a great high, you guys. It's amazing. And so with that being said, I want to go back to this book. Okay. And so God tells Adam, and I might've already read this, but I'm going to read it again if I did. It says, but little little of the darkness now remains o adam and daylight will soon appear then adam said unto god o lord take thou take my soul and let me not see this gloom any more and remove it remove me to some place where there is no darkness but god the lord god, but god the lord said to adam verily i say unto you this darkness will pass from you every day i have determined for you until the fulfillment of my covenant When I will save you and bring you back again into the garden, into the abode of light you long for, where there is no darkness. I will bring you into it and into the kingdom of heaven. This part makes me cry every time I read it, so I hope it doesn't right now. And again, God said unto Adam, All this misery thou hast been made to take upon thee because of your transgression will not free you from the hand of Satan, and it will not save you, but I will. When I will come down from heaven and I will become flesh of thy seed and make upon me the infirmity from, which, from the, which you suffer, then the darkness that came upon you in this cave shall come upon me in the grave when I am the flesh of your seed. And I who am without years shall be subject to the reckoning of years, of times, of months, of days. And I shall be reckoned as one of the sons of men in order to save you. And God ceased to commune with Adam." So that's the first prophecy of Christ, you guys. And if people who get all butthurt that prophecy doesn't happen quick enough, this prophecy was giving at the beginning of time about Christ. And I don't know how long exactly it took from this time to Christ to come. And then and now we're waiting on Christ's return. Uh, you know, I I really feel like we shouldn't be waiting. We should be occupying. And Instead, we're letting Satan take over. And the more you read this book, the more you see he's just this evil little twerp that doesn't care about us. And every single time he tries to deceive Adam and Eve and, you know, all they have to do is pray and he flees. And now we have Jesus. God made manifested on earth. It's like, can you comprehend that? Can you comprehend that? God made manifest on earth to die on a cross for our sins. Now, let me tell you something else that just blew my mind about this book. Adam and Eve, they're having the hardest time. They're begging God, please let us go back to the garden. He's like, no, you can't. But let me give you some stuff to comfort you. So he gives them, he sends the angels. Okay, let me just read it. This is page 43 of the book that um, I've been reading you guys. Says, And Adam wept before the Lord and begged and entreated him to give him something from the garden as a token to him, wherein to be comforted. And God looked upon Adam and thought and sent the angel Michael as far as the sea reaches unto India to take from, from the golden rods and bring them to Adam. This did God in his own wisdom in order that these golden rods, being with Adam in the cave, should shine forth with a light in the night around him and put an end to his fear of the darkness. Then the angel Michael went down by God's order and took the gold rods as God had commanded him and brought them to God. After these things, God commanded the angel Gabriel to go down to the garden and say to the cherub who kept it, Behold, God has commanded me to come to the garden and take these some sweet-smelling incense and give it to Adam." Then the angel then the angel Gabriel went down by God's order to the garden and told the cherubs as, the, as God had commanded him. And the cherubs said, Well. And Gabriel went in and took the incense. Then God commanded his angel Raphael to go down to the garden and speak to the cherub about some myrrh and to give it to Adam. And the angel Raphael went down and told the cherub as God commanded him. And the cherub said, Well. Then Raphael went and took the myrrh. The golden rods were from the Indian Sea, where there are precious stones. The incense is from the eastern border of the garden, and the myrrh is from the western border, hence where bitterness came upon Adam. And the angel brought these three things to God by the tree of life in the garden. Then God said to the angels, Dip them in the spring of water, and take them and sprinkle their water over Adam and Eve, that they be a little comforted in their sorrow, and give them to Adam and Eve. And the angel did as God commanded them. And gave them all those things to Adam and Eve on top of the mountain which Satan had placed them, and when he sought to make an end of them. And when Adam saw the gold rods, the incense, and myrrh, he, was, he rejoiced and wept, because he thought that the gold was a token of the kingdom, hence he had come, and that the incense was a token of the bright light which had been taken from him, and the myrrh was a token of the sorrow in which he was. After these things God said unto Adam, Thou didst take me something from the garden to be comforted wherein, and I have given you these three tokens as a consolation to you, that you will trust in me and my covenant with you. For I will come and save you, and the kings shall bring me with the flesh gold, incense, and myrrh, gold as a token of my kingdom, incense as a token of my divinity, and myrrh as a token of my suffering and death. What? That blew my mind when I read that. I was like, wow, God gave these things to Adam. And it says later on that what's what happened. In these it just blows my mind. So what happened was after the flood came, Noah had placed Adam in the ark, in the two books I've just read, and placed him in the center of the ark with those three things on them, the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh. It says afterwards that he, and I just read this today in, um, actually I'll read this to you too. In the cave of treasures, um, it says that Shem took Adam with Melchizedek and put him in the center of the earth, which is Jerusalem. And when they took him to the center of the earth and deposited Adam there, the earth opened up the four corners in the shape of a cross. And they put Adam in the earth. Later, kings discovered Adam, his grave, and found those things and brought them to Jesus when he was born. Wow. God does not miss a single step, and he is not missing a single step in this great awakening we are in right now. I hope you know that. He is in full control. All this demonic stuff you're seeing has been going on, but it's been going on and nobody knew about it. So now people get to wake up and stop it. Because the only way you stop it is by d- by doing little things like what I'm doing or working towards you know in the school system and saying I'm not putting up with this or you know whatever job God put you in, you are there to change the world. A little us are here to change the world. So let me let's talk about Melchizedek. And this is something me and Kat Kerr do not agree on. And the reason I don't agree because I read it in this book and the reason she doesn't agree is because she's been told, I guess, by God. I don't know exactly. But she, her and I do not see eye to eye on this one at all. Um, but this says, okay, first let's talk about Melchizedek because a lot of people are like, in the Bible it says he does not have genealogy. And in this book it tells you why he doesn't have genealogy. And I think that's really important. Let me find that exact part real quick. Okay, so first I want to say um, I, it's up to you to believe these books are not, I'm not, you know, they're not in the Bible. So people get all up in arms about that. Um, but to me, they line up with God and it just makes perfect sense. So this author that um, he makes authors notes and he also refers a lot to a book of the bee and this book of Adam. And so when he does refer to that, I will also refer to that as well. But um, it says here, and this is in the book of the cave of treasures, the departure of Shem with the body of Adam. After the death of Noah, Shem did as his father commanded him, and he went into the ark by night and brought out the body of Adam therein and sealed the ark with his father's seal, so no man perceived what he had done. And he called Ham and Japhet, and said unto them, My brethren, my father commanded me to go up to travel over the earth, even to the sea and it says in parentheses the mediterranean and i am to see what the rivers are like and then return to you and behold my wife and my children of my house are with you let your eyes be upon them and his brethren said unto him take with you a company of men from the camp for the land is desert waste and is shorn of inhabitants and there are wild beasts therein and shem said unto them the angel of the lord shall go with me and he shall save me from everything and his brethren said to him, Go in peace, and may the Lord God our fathers be with you. And Shams said unto Malach, M-A-L-A-K-H, the brother of Shallai, S-H-A-L-A-H, the son of Canaan, the grandson of A- A-P-H-A-X-A-D, the father of Melchizedek, and Yokadash his mother. Give me Melchizedek, that I may go up with me. And be a consolation for me on the road. And Malchilah and Yoche, I can't say those names right. His mother said to Shem, "Take him and go in peace." And Shem gave commandments unto his brethren and said unto them, "My brother and my father made me swear that neither I nor any descendant should go into the ark." And he sealed the ark with his seal and said to them, "Let no man go near it." Shem took the body of Adam, and Melchizedek went forth by night among the people. And behold, the angel of the Lord, who was going before them, appeared to them. And their journey was very speedy because the angel of the Lord strengthened them until they arrived at that place. And when they arrived at Golgotha, which is in the, is the center of the earth, the angel of the Lord showed Sem a pla- Shem a place for the body of Adam, which is also where Jesus was crucified. I mean, what? And when Shem had deposited the body of our father Adam upon that place, the four quarters of the earth separated themselves from each other, and the earth opened itself up in the form of a cross. And Shem and Melchizedek deposited the body of Adam. As soon as they laid it therein, the four corners drew quickly together and enclosed the body of our father Adam. And the door of the created world was shut fast, and that place was called the skull, because it's the head of all the children of men was deposited there and it's called Gogotha, because it's round like a head, and it's called Repsha, i.e. trodden down thing, because it's the head of the cursed serpent, to say, Satan was crushed therein, Gogotha, because the nations were to be gathered together to it. Note, the Book of the Bee devouts a chapter to Melchizedek and says that neither the father nor mother of Melchizedek were written down in genealogies, not that he had no natural parents, but that they were not written down. Okay, so you get a little into the next part and Shem commands Melchizedek to be, he's basically the first priest and that does line up with the Bible. It says, and Shem said unto Melchizedek, thou shalt be the priest of the most high God because you alone had God chosen to minister before him in this place and you shall sit here continually and you shall not depart from this place all the day of your life. You shall not take a wife. You shall not shave your head. You shall not pour blood out in this place you shall not offer up wild beasts nor feathered fowls but thou shalt offer up bread and wine always and thou shalt not build a building in this place and behold the angel lord shall come down to you visit you continually and shem embraced and kissed melchizedek and blessed him and returned to his brethren and Malkah, the father of melchizedek and Yosekah, his mother said unto shem where is the young man and he said he died on the journey and i buried him there And they mourned greatly. What? So as uh, the book, the first one I read, you guys, the book of Adam and Eve continues on. It basically says that the children of Seth, that's Adam's kid after um, Cain killed Abel, worship God continuously. And they worship God so much that they just saw the angels walking back and forth in heaven. Like they were that close to God. And as time went on, you know the the uh, what would you call them? The patriarchs would pass on, and they would pass to their children's children. Don't go down to those kids of Cain. Don't go down to those kids of Cain. Well, those kids of Cain were no BS. By this time they were mating with each other. It says that they were having sex with their fathers and sisters and brothers and kids. And it was just like it it was just a free-for-all. They were having sex with animals and the giants were eating people and it was just a free for all. And if you've ever wondered why, why does Satan hate us so much? That's where I'm gonna end this podcast today. Because I think it is so important to know that you, whoever's listening to this, is made in the image of a perfect God. And there is an evil spirit being named Satan with a bunch of minions that want to tell you opposite every single day. And they want to take your life and they want to destroy your life because that's his mission. And God's mission is to give you life and not just life, but more abundant life, a joyful life. Huh? Go figure. There's a war on our lives. I'm going to finish with two passages from this book. Um, this is on page 61 of the book of Adam and Eve. It says, then God looked upon their bodies, which Satan had caused fire to burn. And God sent in his angel that stayed the burning fire, but the wounds remained on their bodies. And God said unto Adam, see Satan's love for thee. who pretend to give thee the Godhead and greatness. And behold, he burns thee with fire and seeks to destroy thee from the earth. Then look at me O Adam I created thee and how many times have I delivered you out of his hand if not you would have if not he would have destroyed you and God said to Eve what is it that he promised you in the garden saying at the time that you shall eat of the tree your eyes will be opened and you shall become like gods knowing good and evil but lo he has burnt your bodies with fire and has made you tassel in the taste of fire For the taste of the garden has made you see the burning fire and the evil thereof, and its power it has over you. Your eyes have seen the good he has taken from you, and in truth he has opened your eyes, and you have seen the garden in which you were in with me, and you have also seen the evil that comes upon you from Satan. But as to the Godhead he cannot give you, neither fulfill his speech to you, nay, he was bitter against you and your seed. That he would come after you. All right, so that to me was super powerful, but this was even more powerful. And this is on page 74. It says, But when Adam came out and he saw his hideous figure, he was afraid of him, and he said unto him, Who art thou? Then Satan answered and said unto him, It is I who hid myself within the serpent, who talked to Eve and, and begold her into hearkening to my command. And he, I am he who sent her through the wiles of my speech to deceive you, until, until thou and she ate of the fruit of the tree. And ye came away from under the command of God. But when Adam heard these words from him, he said unto him, Canst thou make a garden as God made for me? Or can you clothe me the same bright nature with God clothe me? Where is the divine you promised to give me? Where is the fair speech of thine that you hold at first? When we were in the garden then satan said to adam thinkest thou that when i have spoken to one about anything i shall ever bring it to him to fulfill my word not so for i myself have never even thought of obtaining what i asked therefore did i fall and did i make you fall that by for which i myself fell and with you also whoever accepts my counsel falls thereby but now o adam by thy reason of thy fall thou art under my rule and i am king over you and because you have hearkened to me I have transgress- and have transgressed against thy God, neither will there be any deliverance from my hands until the day promised by God. And again he said as much, As we do not know the day agreed upon by thee, thy God, nor the hour which he sh- shall be delivered, for that reason we will multiply war and murder upon thy seed and after thee. This is our will, our good pleasure, that we may not leave one of the sons of men to inherit our orders in heaven." For as to our abode, O Adam, it is a burning fire, and we will not cease our evil doings. No, not one day, not one hour. And I, O Adam, shall sow fire upon thee, and when thou comes to the cave to dwell there. And when Adam heard these words, he wept and mourned and said unto Eve, Hear what he said. He will not fulfill aught of what he told thee in the garden. Did he really then become king over us? But we will ask God who created us to deliver us from his hands. And God, we ask that to this day. We are under an attack from this weak, wimpy, already conquered serpent dwelling piece of work, and you won. And Lord, we just ask that as we get to these final times before I truly think we'll see your hand move before the... True power of God is seen on this earth again like it was back in those days. I just pray, Lord, that you just take so many souls back to you because all Satan wants is to lie to these kids, to tell them you're not real, to tell them that they're ugly, that they're this, they're that, and all the things so he can let them burn in hell with him and his minions forever. And you want the opposite. You want to give them life. You want to give it more abundantly. You You want to make your children happy. I just love that about you, Lord, and I just love your heart, and I love getting to know you, and I love sharing you on this podcast, and I just pray as we do, Lord, as you let these words flow out of my mouth that you touch your children, because that's what this is about. In Jesus' holy name, amen and amen. I hope you all have a good weekend, and God bless.